My name is Canyon Ryan, and, and I am also the executive director of United Tenants of Albany, <clears throat> which is a 50-year-old City of Albany community-based organization whose mission statement reads, the mission of UTA is to protect tenants' rights for safe, decent, and affordable housing with special emphasis on those who have the greatest need or who experience the most severe problems and to promote the development and preservation of more affordable housing. That last part is what I'm here to speak about today. The average monthly income of a UTA-assisted tenant in 2022 was $1,683. The average household size was two people, and nearly half of the tenants who UTA conducted an intake with had a child in the household. The fair market rent for a two-bedroom in Albany is $1,207, meaning for both a parent and a child to have their own bedroom, the average household <clears throat> would be paying uh, more than 71% of their income on housing. Such luxuries clearly many families cannot afford, therefore many parents end up resorting to renting a one-bedroom, whose fair market rent is thankfully only 59% of their household income. With inflated food costs, inaccessible and scarce childcare, and a looming recession, even an affordable one-bedroom may soon be a luxury the average UTA tenant cannot afford. In the city of Albany, substandardness is a prerequisite for affordability. The most affordable apartment units are the ones that will kill you, whether via lead poisoning, environmentally induced asthma, toxic mold exposures, or due to the risks associated with pests, shoddy heat, poor indoor air quality, and other slum conditions. Thankfully tonight, you will have the opportunity to vote on an inclusionary zoning bill that will reduce some of this burden. This ordinance will mandate new affordable units are constructed for households under the 50% of the area median income. This tiered approach is more friendly to developers than I'd like to see, but it's a step toward keeping Albany a comfortable and accessible working class city where low income tenants are afforded the new and equitable units which until now have only been offered to those with enough money to afford them. Daily, UTA receives calls from renters in the city of Albany seeking affordable listings. Supply-side solutions, such as more market-rate apartments, are not going to generate more affordable units, not now, not in years. But today, you have the opportunity to act and ensure that working-class families have a right to the city. Thank you. Any questions? Thank you, Mr. President, and thank you, Kenyon, uh, for coming tonight and um, speaking out about this ordinance and um, sharing your experience with us. Um, you talked a little bit about some of the living conditions for um, low-income tenants in the city of Albany, but I, could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. And I think that actually this weekend has been a really clear example. Um, I don't know if any of you follow United Tenants on Instagram, but you might want to because I shared a video, uh, two videos actually, from separate tenants, but there was at least five calls over the weekend about this. Um, you know, slumlords don't take the prior or the, the proper... Um, actions to ensure that pipes don't burst in the winter. And so many tenants over this weekend with the uh, very cold temperatures had pipes burst in their apartments, which resulted in them losing all of their belongings. Um, and that was even in the instance where the property manager was able to show up because what two of these tenants had happened in the middle of the night and they lost all of their belongings and their apartments were unsafe, unfit, which meant that they couldn't stay there anymore. Um, now they can stay there, uh, and that's, that's against their, their, their best interests. But a lot of people don't want to go into shelters. All of the shelters were full this weekend. And the mission was the only other option. And if you tell a tenant to go to the mission, they tell you to go somewhere else. Um, not the mission, though. Uh, nobody wants to go to the mission. Um, on top of that, I mean, I've gotten uh, a lot of calls about several landlords, uh, I mean, including just you know pest issues we want to talk about. Um, all of the respiratory infections that come as a result of um, pest droppings and feces. 
Um, shoddy air quality is actually a huge issue, especially when you're talking about COVID-19, but clearly too with affordability, a lot of parents and families are forced to double up as a result of that um, infectious disease spread. And um, that was the whole reason that in New York City, they started demolishing slums and producing public housing. Now we don't have the budget nor the political will to do that in the city, let alone the state, let alone the country. Um, but unfortunately, this is a reality that a lot of low-income tenants face, and it, it really negatively impacts their health, and with that, it really negatively impacts their developmental capacity, which resorts in all sorts of issues that the city has to deal with. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned, uh, you know, low-income tenants are income-based renters. Um, what does United Tenants do when someone comes to them saying, like, I need help? finding a unit like what are what's what's available to them at this point really, really nothing uh, is available to them um, there was a huge vacancy issue as a result of the eviction moratorium on the one hand it, that's good right because people are staying in their units but on the other hand we live in an economy that's reliant on evictions to open up new units and it just so happens that the affordable units are the ones that poor people can afford and so they're the ones that are constantly being tossed around from slumlord to slumlord um, so when a tenant comes to us and says, I need help finding a new apartment, um, you know, options are really scarce. We rely on uh, DSS. We put together our own listings based on internet postings. And usually by the time we give this to tenants, all those units are already cleared, uh, meaning somebody already moved in or they took it off the market. And then credit scores usually kick the rest of the people out on top of really unfounded source of income expectations, like you have to have three times the rent, you have to have never been evicted, um, oh, we don't take kids, which we don't have a fair housing officer in the city of Albany, so we really can't fight any of those issues as is. Um, so really, it's, it's luck of the draw, and then that you know then relies on UTA being able to really quickly uh, turn around a case to get them in with first month's rent security, um, which is not easy to do. How many people would you say you have to, you have to, um, send to like emergency shelter when people come to you with housing needs? So many. And, and that's the worst, right? Because like I said earlier, nobody wants to go to the mission and all of the shelters are full and the ones for women and children um, are closing. It's, it's probably almost every tenant who gets evicted um, just because there's not really any support base for tenants. And if you don't have an open case with UTA, it's not like you can come in and say, I was evicted, where do I go? And then we say, oh, we have an apartment set up for you um, because you know, we're a homelessness prevention organization and then all of the proper homeless assistance organizations are, are really stretched thin. Um, there's, there's no social support network and so what obviously would be the best case scenario is affordable rents abound and um, you know, quality affordable rent, rentals at that. And we don't have that at right now, do we? No. Thank you so much. Mr. Johnson. Thank you for your voice, always. Um, one of the questions that I have, um, do you know what other areas are doing to um, support their um, residents, like in different parts of the state or in other parts of the United States? Are, are there programming that um, they have? And could you um, talk about that a little bit, please? Yeah, I mean, one thing I've been really interested in, and it really goes along with this conversation on zoning, is accessory dwelling units, um, or like uh, what, they, what they call like stepmother suites. Um, they're not, you know, as dignified as, as a proper house or an apartment, but they tend to be affordable and they tend to be amenable for a small family. And in Kingston, they have a, a new bill that it basically says, if you can develop it, you can have it. Um, and, and so ADUs tend to be, you know, decent quality new constructions that allow low-income tenants to at least have somewhere to stay that's not under a bridge. Um, supportive housing agencies do a lot of work. Um, I mean, Clinton Ave, for all of its 
complications is one of the nicer complexes in the area that at least affords low-income tenants an option that isn't shelter and a lot of the tenants there come out of um, you know former former homelessness um, and so again that's a, that's an area where there's affordable units but the quality's not great and and so tenants get kicked out when pipes burst which happened over this weekend or when their heat isn't operational um, I mean, I think that the city needs rent control. And my understanding is that we put money aside to do that in 2019 and then 2021. We said we're going to do this vacancy study. I'm ready to do it because I think we really need to. Uh, there is a severe lacking of affordability in this city, and it's pushing a lot of people out. And when your only option is the suburbs and you don't have transportation, it's just not an option. Mr. Ballard. Thank you, Canyon, for being here. Uh, and thank you for all the work you do on a day-to-day -day basis to help uh, so many of our vulnerable residents. Um, I guess my question is really a simple one. Um, with all your experiences of seeing, trying to find housing for, uh, you know, affordable housing for individuals you, you deal with, how many um, opportunities have you had to place them in any of the new existing buildings that have come up over the last six years? That's a great question. Um, unless it's explicitly an affordable unit, none. And, and that's why I really tried to lay on the point that affordability is basically tantamount to substandard. Uh, and so the idea that this city has the opportunity to uh, tell new developers, you have to set something aside for low-income tenants. And this isn't like you know, the bottom of the barrel. We're talking 50% AMI and below, which is just a working-class family. Um, to tell them that they have the same right to a rental as uh, somebody who's willing to pay, you know, 1300 for a brand new suite in, in downtown Albany, I think that that would be huge. Uh, and in fact, I would love to have something like that because I don't live in a nice apartment because I can't afford it. 